Welcome to the Lancet Respiratory Medicine Podcast. I'm Rebecca Craven, and I'm very pleased to introduce Dr. Betty Rahman, Associate Professor of Cardiovascular Medicine at the University of Oxford. Dr. Rahman has kindly agreed to discuss findings of the Seymour study, in which magnetic resonance imaging was used to examine the multi-organ effects of COVID-19 in the months after discharge from hospital. Seymour is nested within the UK-wide post-hospitalisation COVID-19 study, known as FOSP-COVID. First of all, could you explain the rationale for the study? The real motivation for our study, known as the Seymour study, came from the growing concern that there might be long-lasting damage to multiple organs following severe COVID-19 infections. We know that the patients with intense or severe infections uh, that require hospital admission may have signs of multi-organ injury, particularly in the acute setting. This is thought to result from a variety of factors like direct viral harm to the cells, chronic inflammation, restricted blood flow causing injury, changes in metabolism, and possibly the effects of treatment that's used in the acute setting on organ health. We and others have also seen that over the course of the COVID-19 pandemic, there were many reports on delayed complications after the acute infection with COVID-19. And these may include cases of heart inflammation, stroke, and blood clots in the lung. Now, these complications led us to question whether persistent or delayed multi-organ injury was common, particularly in those with more severe acute infections where the patients needed admission to hospital, and whether this might be responsible for impaired recovery in patients a phenomenon often referred to as long COVID. This has never been previously studied in a prospective manner. And we do not know still whether this might be affecting recovery in patients. But why is this important? Well, a study performed by a large UK-wide consortium of multidisciplinary scientists and specialists called the FOSCOVID investigators evaluated thousands of previously hospitalized patients and found that nearly three in four patients who were previously hospitalized for COVID-19 did not feel fully recovered even by 12 months from infection. We naturally wondered if this was because of ongoing organ injury. So to address this, we turned to a powerful imaging modality called magnetic resonance imaging or MRI. This is a radiation-free imaging test which allows us to reliably and safely assess many organs for the diagnosis of numerous diseases. So for this study, we set up our comprehensive multi-organ MRI protocol across many NHS sites in the UK and evaluated the health of five key organs in close to 500 patients who were previously hospitalized with COVID-19. The organs that were assessed were the brain, heart, lungs, kidneys, and the liver. And in this study, we provide an early report in nearly 300 individuals, so 259 patients and 52 uh, non-COVID-19 controls. Now, our aim with this Seymour study was to better understand the burden of multi-organ dysfunction in patients who were previously hospitalized with COVID-19 and to assess whether it influenced recovery in patients or indeed contributed to specific symptom clusters. We wanted to capture the full picture of how COVID-19 affected multiple organ health in the medium term, so roughly five to six months from the infection, particularly in those who were hospitalized, to help develop more targeted treatment and recovery strategies 
For patients, what are the most important findings of the Seymour study so far, and what limitations should be considered when interpreting the result? Our study has uncovered several important findings that have broad implications for understanding the long-term impact of COVID-19. Firstly, we found that nearly one in three patients who were hospitalised with COVID-19 suffer from a significant burden of multi-organ injury at a median of five months from discharge. More specifically, patients had a higher proportion of abnormalities involving the lungs, brain and kidneys. Second, we found that the severity of acute infection and the age of people being admitted to hospital were important determinants of multi-organ injury. Third, we found that only some symptoms, like chest tightness and abnormal lung function, associated with imaging features of lung injury, but this association was not seen with other symptom clusters and imaging findings of organ abnormalities. Finally, the UK FOSS-COVID study investigators previously showed that post-hospitalized patients tended to cluster into groups based on persistence of both physical and mental health symptoms after uh, the infection. These patients with more prolonged physical and mental health symptoms were more likely to have multi-organ injury on MRI. In this study, there were also some important negative or reassuring findings from the study. From an organ perspective, we were reassured to see that the heart is quite resilient and did not seem to have major long-term damage when we compared patients with more severe acute infections to non-COVID-19 controls. Similarly, the liver did not seem to be affected as much as the other organs. On the other hand, up to a third of patients had abnormalities involving the lung. Relative to controls, up to a third also had abnormal brain MRI findings with evidence of vascular injury and one in five had abnormalities involving the kidneys on MRI. This study did have some limitations, which would be important to state up front. Firstly, the patients we enrolled in this study were in their 50s on average. This is much younger than the average age of patients now seeking admission to hospital for COVID-19 infections. Also, we only enrolled those who survived the first five to six months of infection. So, there may be some bias in our reporting of estimates of multi-organ injury, such that we may be underestimating this. But on the other hand, the study also recruited patients with more serious strains of the virus, such as alpha and delta strains, which are non-omicron strains of the virus. We, of course, now know that mass immunity from vaccination and infections and the evolution of the virus itself has led to milder infections and less serious organ damage. So overall, we think our findings may reflect a more realistic estimate of multi-organ injury following uh, infections needing hospital admissions. It is still worth noting, however, that across the world, people are still being admitted to hospital with COVID-19. So we feel that our study findings remain relevant even in this era. Finally, this study only took a cross-sectional snapshot of health in patients after the infection. While we did have some information about their comorbidities before the pandemic, it is still difficult to say with certainty that the findings on MRI may not have been present before the infection. So what do these results mean at this stage of the COVID-19 pandemic? Based on estimates and census data from the UK government, we know that to date over 1 million 
people who had COVID-19 were hospitalized. Close to 2 million people are still suffering from protracted symptoms of COVID-19, also known as long COVID. We know that as of the end of July, there were signs that the number of people being admitted in hospital in the UK is slightly increasing from 1.5 in 100,000 individuals to 2 in 100,000 individuals. Although this is not as bad as that was seen in the first two years of the pandemic. We know that there is a new strain out there with growing significance, e.g. 0.5. This is related to the XBB subvariant of Omicron, which might be less serious than variants like Alpha and Delta. But experts believe that one of the reasons why COVID-19 has not completely subsided is the waning immunity in the wider population, reduced uptake of booster vaccinations, which may in the future lead to further rise in hospital admissions. The good thing about this study is that we've almost anticipated what the worst might look like, even if the virus decides to mutate to more serious forms in the future. We are in some ways pairing our health services to tailor follow-up care accordingly should this occur in the future. One must also not ignore the millions of people across the world who have been burnt by this disease, who needed admission to hospital in the first two to three years of the pandemic. So this research remains very relevant to all these patients. And what would you identify as the priorities for future research? And what studies are ongoing that might shed further light in this area, and in particular on approaches to patient management? I think one of the questions that people have in their mind is whether or not the organ damage caused by COVID-19 could lead to more serious problems in the long term, say five to ten years down the track, regardless of if they have symptoms or not. We plan to address this in long-term follow-up studies with larger data from the entire cohort of nearly 500 patients, and the study is ongoing. Another unresolved aspect is how one must treat patients clinically with protracted symptoms. What is really causing this? Are the factors that cause symptoms in patients who were previously hospitalized with COVID-19 the same as those who had the infection in the community? There is a lot of talk about chronic inflammation playing a major role, and we need trials, clinical trials, to address this. Similarly, there are studies looking at blood thinners and ways to treat clotting more effectively, which are ongoing. But there is a lot more research that is needed in this space, and this is really required to understand the biology for ongoing symptoms in patients, but also for finding effective treatments. As for management of patients, based on the study findings, uh, our study suggests that post-COVID care should be better tailored to meet the increasing needs of patients. We firmly believe that a multidisciplinary service which focuses on pulmonary, neurological, vascular and renal health, as well as rehab, along with other aspects like mental and cognitive health, will be important for patients who were admitted to hospital with COVID-19 in the long term. Thank you for talking to The Lancet Respiratory Medicine. I'd like to thank the editors for their time in discussing the findings of this important study.